yeah, that is the goal really is to kind of work on getting the word out there and just so so that stores can see it's a resource for them as well. You know, it's it's there for their use so that they can see who's in different resorts and who they can send clients to and you know, if they want to try and find staff then that's the idea is to, to help both skiers and help employers. things I find fascinating are the characteristics behind many different brands. Some of them are outgoing and energetic, some of them are a little bit more laid back. So in this podcast, we look to explore all the different characteristics, not only of the brand itself, its roots, its origins, but the people behind the brand. And is there a bit of a relationship between the characters of the people and the characters of the brand? You being based in, in Austria, and uh, yeah. obviously spent a lot of time in the UK as well. Um, now, do you see any big differences in, in terms of the way uh, people approach um, boot fitting and anything like that from what you've seen? Um, yeah, I, I would say a bigger difference between say Europe and the States. Um, like, as I've said before, the States is a bit more established with the boot fitting. Um, there's a much more available network of boot fitters around and people seem to um just have it accepted that they they buy a boot and a footbed together you know when i was there it was kind of 90 95 percent boots or a footbed and um boots sold together whereas in europe yeah i definitely see it different mm-hmm. you know most people tend to w- want the boot and uh they don't necessarily know that much about the footbed um, or they don't necessarily want to spend the extra money at the time which is you know obviously understandable but um yeah it's definitely very different uh it's it's a bit more of a challenge i would say here to to customize it from the beginning as it is in the states hmm. that's yeah. interesting that's really interesting that there's that there's that difference in that mindset and that customer mindset in terms of, of footbeds, which then leads yeah. us on beautifully to, to your, your solution, which, so you, obviously with your, uh, the work that you've been doing, you're obviously incredibly knowledgeable in the world of, of retail, the world of boot fitting and ski tech and like that. You've now taken that experience and you're, you're, you're building an online community. So uh, tell us a bit about that. Tell us uh, the name, tell us all about it. So, yeah, so if I've, developed this website called Winterwell Connect. So the the idea, um, well, I had kind of over the last couple of years was to to fill the gaps. So, you know, of everything, um, the problems that I've kind of come across in the industry over the last few years, I was just thinking, what what can I do to make more of a positive change in the industry? Um, So there's kind of four sections to the website. First, first part is um, like stores worldwide. So it's it focuses on boot fitting, ski rental, and ski service. Um, so the idea is to, to create a network of stores. So you can see, or a directory of stores, where you can see exactly what services are available, um, you know, and all the contact details. So you can plan, you know, like if you're going to wherever, um, you know can, if you can get the boots stretched. Uh, you know, you, you can see who's there and what's available. So that's the idea with the stores. Um, the second part of the website is tips. So 
this is just useful tips for boot fitting, ski rental, ski service again. Um, and it's just trying to help people out. Just there's a lot of simple, basic mistakes that are made. Um, that you know, if people if people knew this from the beginning, they'd, they'd have a much better experience. And you know, half the things are just the way you buckle the boot, or it doesn't necessarily cost more money. But you know, if we have a better experience, then people are going to enjoy it more. They're going to want to keep skiing. You know, so. I just want to share some of that information that that I've learned and pass it on, and you know maybe it helps them. A few people here and there. <laughs> that's the goal. That's um, and then the the second half of the website is all to do with training and jobs. So uh, then there's a, a training section where basically the aim is to have training providers listing the courses on there for again the three sectors: bootfilling, rental. And ski service so that you can see exactly where you can uh, go and train and do courses because um, it's not accessible or it's not easily accessible you know <laughs> it's quite hard to find even when you're in the industry is where the courses are running so um, why not let's share the information get you know people involved because every year we have a big shortage of staff <laughs> particularly in boot fitting um, so again, that's the fourth section is the job vacancies. So um, trying to create like one central place where we can advertise the jobs, um, make it easier for people that are already in the industry that are already trained as well, just to transfer. Because, you know, when people don't know these jobs there, that we're losing them every year, good fitters. And if, if it's more available and we can we can help out shops, then why not, you know, why not make it a little easier? So that's the whole goal, you know, is to to try and fill some gaps that I've kind of seen along the way and make it a, a smoother experience. That's, uh, that's brilliant. I, I, uh, I mean, we were chatting beforehand and we were both saying that uh, how, you know, even with the uh, experiences that we've seen and like that, it is it's incredibly difficult to find out relatively simple information. So, you know, if we're finding it difficult, uh, you know, the, the customers and skiers must be finding it incredibly difficult. And, you know, um, you know, yeah. people aren't snow sports aren't people aren't jumping into it as much as perhaps they used to. And, um, you know, there's still it's a wonderful trade to still be involved with. Um, and if yeah. people are exiting. It's 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 great that, you know, you, there's this resource now to do it. So um, I was going to be you, a career as well. That's yeah, the other yeah. important thing. It's it's yeah. not, you know, just a seasonal job. And, you know, some obviously are, but um, particularly boot fitting, you know, this can be a career for a lot of people so someone who's into the industry and likes you know practical work and wants to like, like be creative and you know you, you have to kind of think outside the box of it and yeah. if you want to do something like that then there's opportunities out there so because yeah. you know again we kind of probably had these conversations beforehand but yeah you know you uh, people make an investment in themselves and in learning a skill of boot fitting about anatomy about um, you know, creating footbeds, and say so it gets to be March, April, May time, and if they don't go to New Zealand, um, yeah, those skills become lost. And as you say, they, you know, the the retailers have to then try to uh, employ somebody new. But those skills are very transferable into perhaps cycling or outdoor footwear and all yeah, of these different yeah. things. So it's yeah, it's great yeah, to have that. yeah. that's wonderful. And uh, so, what's the uptake been like for it so far? I mean, when did you when did you start the the, the website? Uh, well, it only really got launched kind of late September, so mm -hmm. it's still kind of uh, 
first few months. So, uh, yes, I mean, so far, so good, you know, so far I've had some good feedback. Uh, I'm trying to spread the word more now to get more, more shops listed, more trainers listed because, you know, I need the information on there for people to look at. So, um, yeah, that is the goal really is to kind of work on getting the word out there and just so, so that stores can see it's a resource for them as well. You know, it's, it's there for their use so that they can see who's in different resorts and who they can send clients to. And, you know, if they want to try and find staff, then that's the idea is to, to help both skiers and help employers. So that's wicked. I love that. And I, I mean, uh, you know, to, um, we were saying beforehand, so before we started recording that, you know, almost to a certain extent, you have um, European customers that perhaps might head into resort and they might need to get a tweak or something done. And it's, you know, knowing where to go uh, and to get that that uh, level of service that, or personal recommendation that from somebody perhaps on your website can make somebody's holiday because there's nothing worse than having yeah. a, a, a poor fitting boots. Well, that's it. And I mean, it's, it's, it's not fun for the customer, you know, like they're in pain, they just want to get it fixed. It's not fun for the boot fitter who's in another resort because they don't want their customer hurting, you know, that's the last thing they want. So if we can provide something where there's just, you know, like a, a directory where people can see exactly what they can get, where they can go get it, and then, um, you know, just make take the stress out of the situation. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's wonderful. So when uh, when you find when you um, you know get some more information, by all means, let us know. We're gonna have to come back and tell us about it and uh, get some yeah, links yeah. up on the website. Um, so obviously, you, you're very passionate about. Um, retail and the customer experience um and the, the world has changed we've we've touched on scanners which kind of almost leads a little bit to to online but what's your what's your view in terms of retail do you do you think that retail is dead do you think um that you know it's it's something that is a bygone era and if it's not dead what do people need to do to make it a better experience i mean it's it's tough fighting the online industry right now so uh i mean i get it you know it's convenience of buying online it's cheap prices it's discounted you know i do it at times it's it's easy but there's certain things i think you can't replace online you know specialist services you you can't do that online so i i think there will always be a place for that you know it's it's impossible to to get your boots fit online and i mean one one thing from working in shops is what we would see is obviously people try and save money because they see the boot online for 50% off or whatever. And the problem is, is they've ordered their shoe size and it's never, you're rarely ever your shoe size, you know? So when they come in, the boot's too big and we see that all the time. And then they'd actually end up spending more because then they need a new boot. And then even if they kept the boot, then, then they pay more for the footbed. They pay for every adjustment. So it's, I think, just getting people to understand that boots is one thing you can't really do online. Mm. It's impossible because you don't, it's pure luck if you buy a shell shape that actually fits your foot. I mean, every brand, every boot, you know, it's a different width, different instep height, different heel size, different cuffs. So unless you know every boot, it's guesswork. And maybe the odd one will work out, but 
majority of the time we see a lot of people come in and then it costs them more in all the adjustments and that's that's what they don't see at the start and that's you kind of want to stop them you know spending the money because they don't realize that at that point it's not the right the right boot maybe for them yeah no i 100 agree but the internet can't fit your ski boots as they say no it, it really can't <laughs> and no. um, I mean, uh, and I think the other aspect with that, especially, uh, you know, though you obviously you're based in Europe and we're here in the UK, um, the challenges of getting product into the UK and back out, whether it's returns, whether it's customer service, you know, the customer service side of that, um, Brexit has obviously added a huge other level to that. Whereas, you know, um, I think mm-hmm. to your point, if you're able to perhaps, you know, uh, spend the time and get your boots fit with uh, somebody who you know, like, and trust perhaps in the UK, and yet you still have the confidence that if you need an adjustment done, you can check with, check online, find a, you know, um, a, a partner shop, perhaps in resort where you can get those adjustments done. I'd say that that makes a world of difference. So I think, I think what you're doing is, is, is wonderful. It's brilliant. So, um, um, so, so obviously uh, in terms of the, the, the website, it's aimed at uh, currently at ski boots and like that. What's the vision come the summertime? What's, you know, what's, what's going to happen in the, uh, uh, in, in the off season? Um, well, I mean, what's there right now, obviously, I want to extend a bit more. Um, you know, I I want to, at some point, maybe include ski schools in that. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, as you're traveling, you need to know bootfit stores, you need to know where you can rent your skis. And then a lot of people obviously need a ski school. So um, I would like to include that at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean... I'm not going to go crazy in the first, you know, year. Like I need to establish what's already there. So um, I think getting more content for the training providers, um, trying to extend the the store list is kind of going to be a focus mm-hmm. at first. That sounds good. And we talk about some of the training providers as well. Do you mean uh, you mean training brands? Like obviously you have uh, MasterFit. You're mentioning. Uh, other yep. other insole companies might be getting on board as well and do you see people like um some of the um like the binding manufacturers coming on board to help doing some of the training as well as do you kind of see that is that how you kind of envision that or do you see them as specific training uh companies coming in well when sorry when i say training providers yeah like uh say for boot fitting it would be like uh it would be great to have master fit on there it'd be great to have cdas um you know boot doc any of these these guys that offer the extensive training, mm-hmm. um, then it would be great to have like a range of the options available, so people can see where courses are available, what's on there. You know, I have been in contact with um, some of them, and uh, in the process of hopefully getting some on there soon. So, um, but yeah, the, with the the ski service, then uh, yeah, I mean, there's a few courses um that are being run that it's it's not as uh what's the word uh, it's, there's not a huge amount of uh, ski service courses without going through stores gotcha. so some of the it may um, the way i get it on there might be through store training basically because mm-hmm. uh the big companies like windersteiger reichman they, they'll do uh training but yeah, not so much independent training. 
Yeah, because some of those machines are obviously massive machines, which you need to learn on anyway. And uh, I guess, yeah. the, you know, things like binding certifications and all that sort of stuff, that's probably a slightly different kettle of fish as well. But uh, that sounds rather exciting, though. It's it's, it's be cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a cool project. And um, yeah, the more the more I can get on there to kind of make accessible, the better. So that's the goal, really, is for this first year is to just just get as many of these uh, guys interested as possible and uh, put it out there so the, the, you know, skiers and enthusiasts can, can have access to it. That's awesome. Love it. So um, with you living in the mountains now and, uh, you know, gone in, the, gone in the days when you go skiing for a holiday, now, now you do it yeah. kind of, uh, <laughs> for, all, for all of us who, who don't do that, um, you know, uh, you used to do apre. Everybody used to do apre. Do you still do apre now, or do you just kind of come home after <laughs> come home have a cup of coffee? <clears throat> Sorry, um, no, very rarely. I mean, I I've got the excuse of COVID for the last year or eighteen months, whatever. But uh, yeah, I have a child now, and it, it's not always uh, that viable. I mean, to be fair, getting uh, even to the end of the day skiing would be an achievement these days. So uh, it's usually a couple of hours in the morning here and there. <laughs> but uh very little apparatus put it that way <laughs> yeah, and uh i guess when uh, uh people are able to travel again all of a sudden your sofa is going to be very full of all your friends and family kind of oh yeah i just thought i'd come over and they're gonna go hey do you want to go out go no no i don't i don't want to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so um and then when um uh you know obviously when you're not skiing you probably do lots of other things but is there something kind of cool that you've done that most people don't know that you've done um maybe when I was younger I kind of went through this uh like extreme sports stage <laughs> uh so basically I would kind of have a plan for every birthday from when I was 16 to do something like you know really cool so my my 16th birthday I did a tandem skydive I, I actually counted down for two years from 14 to do this skydive wow. and uh I did it for my birthday so yeah, that was that's probably one of the the funnest, coolest things I've done. And then, yeah, I would try and do something each birthday, like a paragliding or a racing around, you know, Brands Hatch or a hot air balloons. Not so extreme, but it was it was fun. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Oh, and uh, <laughs> do you uh, do do you have that tradition anymore? Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of kind of lost it after about five or six years. Mm. But uh, uh, and I think I've got a little bit more nervous of heights these days. I'm a bit more conscious of edges. I mean, I like being up high, but I, I'm definitely a bit more fearful of that sharp edge these days. So, yeah, no, I actually have a paragliding voucher I need to use. So hopefully this year I'll get on that one. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. You have to yeah. post, post, <laughs> I post lots of photos, lots of photos. Um, <laughs> the actual, I was mentioning somebody the other day about, uh, I, I think if, if I recall correctly, we've had, we've had the opportunity to travel a, a number of times on, on trips. Uh, you still have a bit of a, you still enjoy airplane food. Is that correct? I do love airplane food. Yeah. <laughs> there, I don't think I've been on, I can't think of the last time I was on a plane long enough to get airplane food, but uh, yeah, I, I do. I used to love airplane food. Yeah. I used to really look forward to it. I think cause I had such long flights to like New Zealand and like to Queenstown, you'd be, I don't know like 30 hours or whatever it was to get there so I'd be like dying for every meal um yeah I loved it the only thing I would be really distraught was if I got 
mash because I like most food but I'm not a fan of mashed potato and if I got mash that would kind of destroy it for me but but otherwise I pretty much loved everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah with you I quite like airplane food and I think during the various lockdowns there's some some person here in the UK who started a business that was actually uh, serving airplane food for people who missed airplane food. I thought it was brilliant. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't hear about that. <laughs> they could have sent an order in. Yeah. So um, as we look to wrap things up, we always like to ask everybody the same three questions. So uh, I'm going to put them to you as well. So uh, with regards to Winter World Connect, uh, if you had a, a word or a phrase that encapsulates the brand, uh, what would that be? So I would... <coughs> Sorry. I would say informative because um, I want the website to be, you know, full of information. Um, I want it to be useful for people, helpful for people. So, yeah, I would say informative. Brilliant. Uh, and then you're obviously <clears throat> building, building something, but what do you want your snow sport legacy to be or, or your sporting legacy to be? Just, just helpful and um, just 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 someone that was just helped basically just yeah just uh helped educate like on on you know things I've learned in the industry pass it on um yeah just do what I can do to to give back to the industry that I love so that's awesome yep sounds good love it and the final question we'd like to ask everybody is, who do you think a legend of a brand is and why? So my legend of the brand, who would, who would I yeah. have? Would be, I would say my um, old boss, uh, Bob Gleason. Mm -hmm. um, so from Boot Doctors in Telluride. Uh, so he, yeah, I mean, he gave me the opportunity to become a boot fitter you know like I think I was the only girl at the time as well it's a very male dominated industry um you know he put me through all the training um you know he had a lot of faith in me he made me the boot fit manager there uh he got me involved as one of the instructors for master fit um and yeah he's not you know that's obviously my course but um along the way there's you know so many other boot fitters that he's given opportunities to and um I just think he's contributed a lot to the industry you know he was in designing boots before um he's a trainer for for all those guys as well so um yeah in my mind he's he's done a lot for this industry and certainly for me uh, given me a lot of opportunities um so yeah he's a legend in my eyes <laughs> love it brilliant fantastic <laughs> So that's great. Well, I want to say thank you so much for your time this evening and uh, for, for coming okay. on. And uh, if people Thanks want to for find having out, me. Yeah, no worries. Well, if people want to find out more about you, if they want to find more about, you know, how, uh, you know the website, everything like that, how do they get in touch and where do they go? So the website is uh, www.winterworldconnect.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and then on there, they'll be able to obviously access everything we've just been talking about. And um yeah, email address to me is info at winterworldconnect.com. So if anyone wants to get in contact, they can send me an email or there's a contact form on the website. And yeah, any questions or suggestions, would be great to hear. 
Oh, that's wonderful. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, I look forward to connecting with you soon and for checking out your website. But uh, thank you very much and have a fantastic evening. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Phil. Hey there, and thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it and got some value out of it. Listen, it would mean the world to me if you could take the opportunity to head over to the Sports Podcast Award and vote for this as being the best winter sports podcast. All you need to do is head over to sportspodcastaward.com. That's sportspodcastaward.com, where you can register and vote for Legend of the Brand as the best winter sports podcast. Take care and ski safe. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Legends of the Brand. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Listen, drop us an email at info at legendsofthebrand.com. That's info at legendsofthebrand.com if you'd like to reach out and get in touch. And make sure to check out the show notes also at all the W's at legendsofthebrand.com. Take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye.